Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Brittany. So the kids are either going back to school or maybe just getting back in the swing of things with homeschool, or I guess if you unschool, maybe maybe you've never taken time off. You've just been learning through everything. But I thought we would do an episode talking about some great books for our listeners to read, maybe by themselves, maybe with their parents. Either oh, way. Idea. Yeah, yeah I that would be fun. Books. So many great books. It was hard to, to narrow it down. And I tried to pick some that were specifically for around the age like third grade and fourth grade. Um, and I'll kick it to you eventually, Ronnie. So don't worry about keeping okay. that age limit. The reason I picked that age limit is because, as some of our listeners know, I used to teach third grade. So some of these oh, I books. Didn't know that. Yeah, I taught at a private school in Utah, actually. So oh, wow. there's, I think, I think one of them is is probably near where you live. Um, so I thought I'd pick some of the books that I got to talk about with my students back in the day. In fact, my students just turned eighteen. I feel oh my very old. <laughs> yeah, they all just started college, so it feels like a very long time ago. But to start it off, I want to talk about a book that I actually never knew of when I was a kid. I didn't hear about it until I was a teacher. And it's called The Trumpeter Swan. Have you ever read this book? It sounds familiar. It's possible I maybe read it in school, but I can't remember it. Well, I will see if I can jog your memory. Maybe you have. So it is about a trumpeter swan, and that's pretty much a swan that sounds exactly as the name sounds. A saw, uh, they kind of sound like a trumpet. They, I don't know. It's not quacking or squawking. I don't know what you'd call that. What, is it, what does a trumpet do? Squeaks, kind of? Um, um, trumpets? Trumpets. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> so that's the sound these swans make. That's how they talk to each other. And this is about a swan named Louie. And Louis can't talk to the other trumpeter swans because he was born mute. So that means he can't speak. And so he's having a really hard time making friends with the other swans. But his father had promised him that someday he was going to find a way for him to communicate. So Louis living a pretty, a pretty lonely life. But he befriends a human who's on vacation at his parents' summer house. Um, and he's, he's, he meets the swan. And at first, the swans are scared of him, but then he saves their their eggs, like some of the baby eggs that hadn't hatched yet from, I can't remember what animal it was, but a scary animal. And so then he he earns their trust. So, okay, so he goes back home, and Louie knows how to find his friend. I don't know how, so I'm not going to tell you how he knew how to fly from Canada to America to find his human friend, but he did. And he learns how to read and write, as all swans do, as we know. Uh, <laughs> kidding. Um, but that helps him communicate with humans. So he finds out he's really, really smart. And so he's able to talk to other humans by writing on his little blackboard. They give him a little, like, one of those small little, I guess people don't have blackboards oh, wow. anymore, do they? Wipe off whiteboards. Whiteboards. <laughs> whiteboards. Yeah. Back in the day, it was a blackboard because it was a chalkboard. And you used to put chalk on it. Back in my day. Um, so he starts learning. I said he starts learning how to talk. Uh, but then his dad is like, oh, my goodness, I found this great way to get Louis to speak. And he breaks in with his, you know, he breaks the window with his beak in, in a music store and he steals a trumpet to give to Louis so that he can learn to use that to talk with other swans. And even though Louis thinks this is great and this is one reason I love this book so much is he's very concerned about how he stole from the store owner he mm -hmm. knows that stealing is wrong. And that was one thing that really stood out to me. I'm like, oh, look at look at this good moral, good moral yeah. swan. So part of the reason, so the next thing he does, part of the reason he does it is so that he can repay the store owner. He decides he's going to get a job. So Louis starts taking all these jobs and eventually he becomes a successful 
trumpet player in a jazz nightclub earning $500 a week. And he has this little bag that wraps around his little his little neck with his money in it. Um, and eventually at the end of the story, he uses the trumpet to find the love of his life, a, another swan named Serena. Aww. And they go off to their lake and everybody lives happily ever after. But Aww. it's one of my, isn't that sweet? <laughs> That is. it is one of my favorite kids books and another reason I like it and you'll see that this is a theme with a lot of the books I talk about today is that Louis really entrepreneurial and that's a big thing for us we've talked about this a lot on here before you know Louis finds a way to be independent to be self-sufficient and to to make money and to do what he what he felt was right which was to pay back the store owner which is kind of a tragic part of the book Nobody dies, but it's a sad part of the book. I will let you guys figure out that part for yourselves. Uh, but he does find a way to repay the store owner. So those are the reasons I like that book. So for my next one, unless actually, Ronnie, let's do it back and forth if you don't mind me putting you on the spot. Do you have a book you want to you wanna talk about and then you can kick it back to me? Oh, sure. I was just trying to run through my head some of the books that I really liked reading when I was that age. And I put her on the spot, guys. I did not prepare her for this. <laughs> but I, I seem to have an affinity for, or meaning that I seem to really like historical books, historical fiction. And so I think Ooh. back about all, this, all the books that I loved when I was younger. They were things like Little House on the Prairie series or – I'm um, glad you said that one because I've tried to no, put okay. that and I've never read it. So I couldn't really oh, talk haven't? a whole lot. No. <laughs> I've read the whole series. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So yeah, those books um, or Little Women. Little Women was a big one for me. Yes. I grew up in a family of only sisters. So I really liked Little Women because it was all girls too. Yeah, I loved that book. And I think there's yeah. a lot of good lessons in that book too because it's all about, you know, family. Do you want to tell a little bit of what uh, well, Little sure. Women's about? So one of the reasons why I loved Little Women is – it was just telling the story of, you know, these girls, their their lives. Um, and it was during the Civil War, so their dad was off fighting, and so they were home alone with their mom. But it tells not only how they are, you know, dealing with the world that's happening around them, but, you know, they're getting letters about that their dad was wounded. They're worried about how they're going to have money. Um Joe, who is the main character, at one point goes Which and is sell- short for Josephine. Yes, short for Josephine. She goes and sells her hair because at the time, I guess they would make jewelry pieces out of hair. I know that sounds very strange now, but at the time in the 1860s, that was a thing. So to sell your hair, especially if you had very nice hair, it, you could earn some money. And also at that time, short hair on women was very strange. Yes. So it would be very strange for a woman to decide to sell her hair because then she would have short hair and that was considered very ugly at the time. So I remember at one point she goes and sells her hair so that she can have money to give her mom to go um, to be able to take care of their dad who had been wounded. That's right. And there's there was a lot of other little little things like the youngest girl uh, – oh, I'm blanking on her name. I think it was Amy. Beth or Amy. Amy was the youngest. And at one point, Amy, you know, she's she was young. She cared about frivolous things. And I guess at school, what was popular at the time was everyone brought limes to school. That's Again, right. this sounds so strange, but if you think about it in a historical sense, the things that they cared about may have been limes, whereas we might care, or kids now might care about Pokemon cards. And but kids still, when we were kids cared about something else different. Yeah. So it just changes. <laughs> but at that time... 
Amy cared about bringing limes to school because I guess all the girls traded them. And so she had gotten a little bit of money that she wasn't really supposed to have, but it had been given to her. She was supposed to save it up for something important, but she went and spent it on limes and then gave them to her friends. But the teacher got mad at her and the teacher threw out all the limes and she was so distraught and upset. And she ended up getting, it was this whole thing and the parents took her out of school. Anyways, it was a much bigger deal. But the point is, is that, that's the whole book, just talking about these little elements. And it was this um, kind of snapshot into time in the 1860s. Most of the time, we only talk about, oh, the Civil War happening then. And we forget about all the stuff that was happening just in the regular everyday, you know, civilian lives. And I think that's one of the reasons why I liked it so much. I love that. That's a really good take on it. And I, you made me think about the book, which I haven't thought about. I read it, I think, third or fourth grade, and I loved it. I didn't have only sisters, but I have a lot of how many? I don't even know. I have four sisters, I think, maybe five. <laughs> I can't. I have 10 kids in my family. I lose count. Oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> so my next book that I was going to talk about might be, I think I was maybe fifth or sixth grade when I started it, but but I think some of our listeners are around that age. And it might be more appealing to girls than boys, but I am a girl, so it is what I read, um, Babysitter's Club. Oh, and yeah. I loved, wasn't the, I loved it because I was fascinated with the idea of making money. So I didn't get – my parents didn't give us allowance or anything. In our house, it was very much like you're expected to, you know, pitch in. Like that is just what we do. So I loved this idea of allowance, but my parents didn't give me that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to how to be the best babysitter ever. And the, the story, the book is about that. It's – I think it's five girls get together and they decide. So what happens is one day – one of the girls' moms tries to get a babysitter and she can't get it. And she thinks like, man, I wish there was an easier way to find a babysitter. And the main character, Christy, she gets this great idea. She goes, oh, you know, I'm going to innovate what's around now. I'm going to find a way to make babysitting easier. So what they do is they get together after schools on a certain day of the week and they say like, okay, if you need a babysitter for the week, we'll be around from like, like it's like a call center. Like we'll be here from like noon, 2 p.m. or whatever it is. Um, and you can call and we'll connect you with a really good babysitter who knows what they're doing. So they start this business and they end up making a ton of money and they're able to you know, do things. And it's about their group of friends and their families. But I just loved the way that they were able to be entrepreneurial. And I started my own babysitter uh, sitter's business. Oh, you did? Not, yes, not with other people because I, <laughs> I was a solo <laughs> entrepreneur. But I grew up in a neighborhood and in a church where everybody had a lot of kids. And so it was real easy for me to find babysitting jobs. And I cleaned up, Ronnie. I made Did, a lot. Oh, I'm, yeah. oh so, I can't believe it. I, I wish there was a babysitter club here because I would be, make it so much easier for me to hire sitters. Because even now as a mom, it's hard for me sometimes to find babysitters. So, um, And you want to yeah, do something you know. Awesome. I know they have these online yeah. like apps and stuff. But I always I, – I mean, I don't even have kids, but I don't think I would leave my kids with a babysitter. I didn't know. Some people do, and that's great. But this was cool because you you know, you know, knew who you were leaving your kids with. But, mm-hmm. Ronnie, if you want to do one more book and then kick it back over to me, and we'll, we'll close this up. Okay. Uh, so the other book or books that I was thinking of that I like to read a lot, not only was it, you know, Prairie Time and Civil War Time, but – uh, look, World War II, I was also really fascinated by. And I remember reading a lot of books about, um, like, The Hiding Place. Do you know The Hiding Place? No, uh, I've Courts never heard of Doom. that. I think I had to read it in school, but then I was fascinated by it. I'm trying to remember the full story. But she was uh, a lady living um, somewhere in Europe. I can't remember which country. But they were hiding Jews uh, in their house. You know, they had built a hiding place in their house, similar to the story of Anne Frank, but it was a different story. 
Uh, but just really being becoming aware of what was happening during that time period. That was another really fascinating time. There's another story I want I'm blanking on the name. If I remember it later, I'll jump in with it. Uh, but it was another story about how children during that time, which I didn't know before I read the book, that they were sent to the countryside. So yes. a lot of kids were just sent away where it was safer. I guess they talk about it a little bit in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's in that book, which is another great book, by the way, or a great series. But whichever book that I had read, it was oh, Searching for Shona or something, I think is what it was called. But it was... Uh, some kids are getting sent away to the countryside and there's two girls and they meet each other. And for some reason they decide that it would be fun if they switched identities. So all they had to do was switch the little tag that was clipped onto them. And then they ended up going to different places in the countryside. So one of the kids went to the other person's, you know, aunt and uncle, or I can't remember the specifics, but so they switched identities and then they're living out during the war, these alternate identities pretending they're the other person but then you know years pass um and then they end up going back to what's left of their families and like they're both completely changed and they're both you know trying to it was something where the the two identities were like completely different right one was rich one was poor or something like that but um i remember that one a lot too so i like that time period as well that's fun i'm glad you and i have very like we kind of different categories of books because I always forget about historical fiction. I like to read that now, but I, when I think about when I was a kid, I don't know that I read a lot of historical fiction. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we had kind of the two different yeah. perspectives on that. Well, that is – we only said four books. There are infinite amount of books that we could have said, but we will end it there. And, you know, tell us tell us what books you're reading. I would love to know what books the all the kids are reading these days. I sounded really old saying that, but that's okay. <laughs> so we'll wrap it up there. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. And we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.